Thank you for tuning in and listening to Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Pastors Derek and Belinda Minor, we thank you right now and may God bless you for listening and tuning in. Philippians 1 and 6 and it says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Read it again. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to Deuteronomy in the 8th chapter. We're going to start with the first verse. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live long and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. I'm going to stop right there and use what I thought today, the stress test. Amen. The stress Test. You may be seated. The stress test. Amen. Word says that that Paul was confident that Christ, who had begun a work in the Philippians, would complete that work. And the good news is that when Christ starts something inside of us, He makes sure that that work is completed. Now. Throughout our, our Christian walk, we go through a series of testing and trials, of temptations that go along our, our Christian walk. And as we examine our lives, we can feel fine spiritually, but we really don't know where we are spiritually until you are tested. When I was few years ago when I was in my 40s, I, I was walking and I didn't realize at the time that I was having a heart attack. And I couldn't breathe and I had to stop and just sit down and my boy's like, what's wrong? I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something was not right. And a year went past and I, I felt fine. I, I felt absolutely fine. I felt like there was no, nothing wrong. I didn't know at that time I had a heart attack. It wasn't until I went to the doctor and they put me on what they call a stress test. How many ever had that before, a stress test? It's the most uncomfortable thing you ever want to face. Because in order for them to know how strong your heart is, it has to be put under stress. <laughs> and so you get on the, you, they put fluid in you and you get on the machine, they put all these probes on you and they you get on a treadmill. And the treadmill is, is not an easy thing because they make it rough, don't they? Yeah. You, you, you have to walk fast, you have to go up and down and what it's doing is putting stress 
on your heart to see how strong your heart is. And after the test is over with, they can evaluate where you are physically. Is your heart fine or does your heart have problems? Now, spiritually, God has to put us on a stress test because we can feel that I am fine spiritually. I can feel, you know what, I'm all right, but I never know how I am spiritually or how far I am along until I'm put under stress. Somebody say amen. Because when we are under stress, we react differently, don't we? Yep. Because as long as everything is going fine and, and things are just going well with us, we are at peace. Yes. But when stress comes into our lives, it tells you and you can evaluate where you are spiritually. You know whether your heart is strong, it's easy to lift up God right now. We all together in church and we all praising God. But when you are put under stress at your job, in your home, in your, in your families, now the heart will reveal where you are spiritually. I can say that, you know what? I can bless God right now because everything is going good. Amen. But what happens when the enemy starts to fight? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because God tests us to see how far we are alone spiritually. Now, God does not tempt you. The devil tempts you to bring out the worst in you. But God tests you to bring out the very best in you. Amen. In other words, God says, in order to see where you are spiritually, i got to allow you to be put through the test. Because when God gets ready to accelerate you, when God gets ready to promote you, he has to first allow you to be tested. It's easy to praise God right now. It's easy to worship God with everything. Your car is running good. Your money, your body. It's easy to worship God there. But what happens when we're put under stress? Sometimes the very worst in us comes out when we're under stress. Am I right? Because then when no, when no one is pushing my button, I'm fine. But what happens when God says, I'm going to allow you to be tested? Because what God does for us, he first teaches us to trust him, doesn't he? Because I want you to trust me. I want you, don't lean on understand, but, but trust in me with all your heart. God says, I want you to rejoice in me always. Yes. It's easy for us to hear that, but we don't know whether we have it or not until we stress when the test comes. Now, when the test comes, I'm going to react one or two ways. I'm going to, to do what God says do, to rejoice, to trust him, or I am going to be mad. Somebody say amen. Amen. And I'm going to start complaining and murmuring and getting angry and start doubting God. So we don't know where we are until we're put to the stress. Now, when I went to the doctor, we went on the stress test, they said, Mr. Minor, you got problems. And I was like, um, I feel fine. They said, what do you do? I said, well, I, at the time Darius was young, I, I go, I pay basketball with my son every day, and I do all these things. I, my heart feels good. He said, no, your heart. He says, you have a 100% blockage. And I said, but I feel fine. So you know what? 
You can feel fine and still be sick. You can feel fine spiritually and still have an issue that you got to get resolved. You still can have a heart problem spiritually if we don't be put under stress. Now, I feel fine. They said, well, we're going to have to open your heart up. Open the valve in your heart. Open the open the, your, your, your vein up so we can, so your heart can, can act normally. So I said, okay. So I went to the, to the procedure. They said, Mr. Minor, we can open it up. But he says, but what happened with your heart, two new veins went around the blockage. So your heart is fine. Ain't God good? Yes, Lord. But we don't know the condition of our heart because I can say I am good with God. I feel fine with God. But when I'm put to the test, when people start coming at you and, and saying things about you, now you can tell where is the heart. God said, I want to test your heart. Let us go ahead and do the round real quick. Watch this. God says, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe. So God said, I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to teach you to obey my word. Trust me. Trust me with my words. I want you to carefully observe and not only observe the word, but to do the word. So I want you to hear it and I want you to observe to do it. Then he says, that you may live and multiply. God wants the best for you. God wants to multiply everything that you have. God wants to give you the very best. Watch what God says. He says, and go in and possess the land which the Lord, your God, swore to your fathers. In other words, God said, I got a promised land for you. I got something great for you. I got something in store for you that's going to blow your mind. I'm going to take you out of the bondage and bring you to a promised land. But first, you got to go to testing. In order to get from deliverance to destiny, you got to go through development first. And there was God saying, I have to develop you first. Because, you see, when we were delivered, we still got mentality that's of the world. It took them one day to get from Egypt to the world, but it took them 40 years for God to get Egypt out of them. 40 years. He says, watch this. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way. I love God. God wants to lead you in everything that you do. When God is leading, I don't got to be afraid. The Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. When God is leading you, you know you're going somewhere. It's when you're not being led by God, you go in circles. He said, I, I led you these 40 years. Now watch this. He says, to humble you. Hmm. Our problem is we want to be independent. That means I don't need Jesus. When you're independent, you don't pray. Because why should you pray when you feel you got everything? But people who are humble, they know to pray. When a problem comes up, they pray. When situations come up, the good times they pray. 
bad times they pray. Trouble Amen. times they pray. Sad Amen. times they pray. Happy times they pray. We're always praying. But when you feel that you have everything, that's when you don't pray. Because, watch this. Sometimes we don't pray until trouble comes. Until an emergency. And we got Jesus in this little glass box <laughs> that says, break in the case of emergency. When problems come, we get that little hammer and we break it open. But you should always be praying, shouldn't you? Yes. Bob, come on, say, pray without ceasing. In other words, God said, keep on praying. Now, that don't mean pray. It means your life should be a prayer. Everything you do, you should include God in it. Lord, lead my way. Lord, take me to work. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless my hands today, Lord. Make me a sacrifice today, Lord. Lord, bless my enemies today. You should always be praying. Which what I'm doing, when I'm praying, I am I'm having a relationship with God. I, I'm inviting God in. And what happens is, I, I, when I'm praying, I'm present his presence. Because I know when I pray, he is right here with me. And you see, when you two are, when two people are together, what do they know when they talk on that? He said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So we shall always be talking to Jesus. When a problem come up, Lord, you know they're tripping, but Lord, I, I put it in your hands. Somebody say amen. Amen. We should never allow the devil to test us to the point where we start complaining to God. Let's, let's read on. Somebody read it for me. Mm. Whether or not you would obey his commands. God says, I have to see. Now, not that he doesn't know already, but God has to show you where you are spiritually. Because if our heart is not right, Mike, can you read Matthew 12? He's going to read Matthew 12. Matthew 12 and 33. But we're going to stay in Deuteronomy. You see, it's the condition of the heart. That God cares about. Because the heart is a spirit of man. The heart is a sinner of man. Because if my heart is not right with God, if my heart is not right, all of my works are going to be bad. Because watch this. Now, that bad comes out of me when I'm stressed. Am I right? Because sometimes if, if I'm put in the wrong situation, if we're squeezed too tight, what comes out of us? The wrong thing, doesn't it? My anger, my unforgiveness, my, it comes out of me because I'm being squeezed. But God is squeezing you to get the anointing out of you, not the worst things out of you. Because God wants to develop you. He said, Christ will begun a good work in you. That means you're under construction. That means anytime you're under construction, it's a construction zone. That means it's going to be some falling stuff coming down. Amen. It's going to be some tearing down. It's going to be some building up. It's going to be some renovating. So I'm under renovation. That means I'm going to be in some stress. Might read for me. A tree is identified by its fruit. A tree is known by its what? If you see a, a pear tree, you're going to say what? It's a pear tree. Right. You know what kind of tree it is because it bears the fruit. So all I got to do is look at the fruit and I can tell what, I don't got to be a genius either, do we? Mm -hmm. 
I, I can be dumb as a brick, but if I see a pear on a tree, I know it's a pear tree, amen? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have to be smart. All I know, once I see the fruit, I know what kind of tree it is. We're gonna watch this. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. Wow. If the tree is good, and let me break it down. If your heart is good, your fruit gonna be good. Because I cannot have bad fruit if I'm a good tree. I'm either going to have good fruit, which is my works and my actions, or I'm going to have bad. Now, how I know what's good or bad is my heart. It tells me by my actions. We know, watch this. If a tree is bad, this fruit will, will be bad. Mm. You brought up snakes. How evil? How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? Mm-hmm. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Woo. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. Look at that. He says, a good man, when he's put under pressure, was going to produce what? Good things. But if my tree, if my tree is bad, my fruit is going to be rotten. Because, and I can't tell until the fruit is developed. Because when a tree first is gone, there's no leaves, there's no fruit. But once that tree starts to grow, once that tree starts to stretch, and when, when God starts to stretch us, when God starts to grow us, the fruit starts popping out. Now, if my tree is bad, my evidence is going to be my fruit. That means that instead of praying for you, I'm going to be cussing you out. Instead of worshiping, I'm going to be complaining. Instead of living right, I'm going to be living up and down. So I got to make sure my heart is right, that my fruit may be good, because God wants to see your fruit. Every tree is known by the fruit that it bears. If I am saying I, I'm a Christian, but my fruit is bad, I am not a Christian. No matter how many labels I wear, I cannot be a Christian if my fruit is bad. Amen. My works. I, it shows evidence of the real condition of my heart. Because behind all our suits, behind all of our dresses, behind all of our nice clothes that we wear, lies the heart that we can't see, but God sees. And God says, in order for people to know who you really are, I got to test you. Because the testing will produce fruit. And my fruit was going to come up. Either I'm going to, he said, either I'm going to be the tree good or I'm going to be the tree bad. He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, my mouth, watch this, my mouth is evidence of my heart. That means if I'm always complaining, if I'm always criticizing, if I'm always tearing down, if I'm always cussing you out, then my heart has to be bad. No matter how many labels I wear, how many sermons I preach, if my heart is bad, it's coming out of my mouth. Because one thing about the mouth, it's always talking, ain't it? Our mouth gives us away, don't it? You can tell where a person is spiritually by their conversation. You can tell a person's true passion by their conversation. Those who love empire, what do they talk about at times? And don't they? Mm-hmm. On Facebook, on Instagram. Girl, y'all see y'all see y'all see what's saying last night? Y'all see y'all see 
uh, Empire last night because that's their passion. They can't wait for Thursday night to watch Scandal or to watch Empire or watch something else. Whatever your passion is, you talk about the most. If your passion is your children, are you talking about? But if your passion is Jesus, who are you talking about? Jesus. Because why? That's your passion. Because everybody talks about their passion, what they love, who they're in love with. If you, you, when you fall in love, what do you do? You talk about that person all the time. Everybody can see something wrong with it with you, amen? Everybody else say, man, that, that boy crazy. You say, man, he is, he is so, oh, he is handsome, he got this. Because that's your passion. So the boss is out of the thumbs of the heart, the mouth speaks. So God says, I have to test you to show you where you are. Now, he doesn't do it to destroy us. God wants to correct it. Because one thing about God, remember he says, from the beginning he says, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. So what God does when I'm going through a test, I am exposed. That means if my attitude is exposed. My temper's exposed. So God says, that's what you've got to work on. I'm showing you this, that I can correct and I can expose what you've got going on because I can think I'm fine until I'm tested. And the, the test, you've ever been in a test where there's no way out. It, it seems like you just back your back against the wall and, and you, you know what I'm saying, between a rock and a hard place, you, you're right there in the middle. You can't get, you right there and God has hedged you in. Because God wants to test you. Uh, watch this. The reason why God tests you because he trusts you. God doesn't test anything he does not trust. Because God knows already what's in you anyway, doesn't he? But I got to see it. I told you about my, my temper. I, I never forget it. The Lord spoke to me one day and said, you got a temper. And I wouldn't hear that. Because I felt, Lord, I, I'm saying, I ain't got no temper. My mother said, son, you got a temper. My brother said, son, brother, you got a temper. Everybody told me I had a temper. I could not see it. The bottom of the way of a man is clean in his own eyes. I could not see my faults. And I would justify everything that I did. Am I right? Don't we do that? You made me mad. And we say that you made me cuss you out. You made me mad. You made me hit you. You made me act a fool. <laughs> my mouth would just what? Justifies my fruit. So one day, I can't remember what happened, but I blew up. And I can hear that still small voice that says, There it is. And I felt like that. When God humbles you, he just, he don't holler at you. He speaks in that still, small, loving, says, there's your temper. And, I, you know, I'm looking and I'm punching a hole in the wall. I'm punching a hole in the wall. And I'm looking at my fist, looking at, looking at, I'm looking at my, I got a temper. And it was then God had to, I couldn't see it. God allowed things to happen for me to explode, that he can expose it, that I can see it. God already sees your issues. He already sees your problem, your struggle. He already knows. But the problem is, we don't see it. And when we do see it, we become Adam. Lord, the woman you gave me, she caused me to act that way. Yeah, pretty much. We blame everybody else. So God says, you're still not getting it. You got to say, Lord, it is me. 
that's standing here and Lord, it's I, it is I, Lord, who've done it. Lord, it is me. That's my mistake, my fault, my sin. When I saw it, I began to work on it. So, but God exposed it first. Because if God didn't expose it, I'd have felt like I was all right. And then I've been on probably a TV program, cops or somebody, just come taking me away. They go, they go, I was they go, Mr. Derry being led in handcuffs because he, he didn't hit somebody. Amen. That's why God exposes people because if you, what, can I be real? When God tells you to work on something, if you don't work on it, he will. Let me, can I be real with y'all? You do not want God to work on you. You want to work on you, amen? You don't want God to work on you. You want God, you want God to allow you to work on you. Because when you work on you, it's a lot better, trust me. I had times where God worked on me and God humbled me and humbled me and humbled me. I'm going to be real. When I married Melissa's mom, I cheated on her. And this was, this was 30 years ago, so it went like a hey, like, I cheated on her. Let me say, I was saved. And because I was saved and I was a Christian, I was self-righteous. I knew I made him, I knew I sinned. And I went, I said, forgive me. So my forgiveness means get over it because I apologize. That was, that was my forgiveness. It was like, I did, I, I didn't say that I'm sorry, now get over it. You know it ain't worth being, y'all. You know she's never right. This is like, I ain't gonna deal with that. So everybody, except my wife, everybody I got involved with cheated on me. I gotta make that real plan. Everybody I got involved with cheated on me. And I kept asking the Lord. He said, You still don't get it yet, do you? So every restaurant I got in, they, they cheated. And I kept saying, Lord, I'm, I'm doing right, I'm acting right. They kept cheating. I said, Lord, what is going on? God says, You don't get it yet. I had to humble myself and realize that saying I'm sorry for looking at the heart. When you hurt somebody, you got to be patient with them, don't you? I'm like, I messed up, so get over it. It's over. I'm gonna talk about it. No, don't we do that? I don't want to talk about it no more. It's over now. Don't we do that? I ain't hearing it no more. God said, your attitude was wrong. And I'm going to take you through this time after time after time after time. One day I said, Lord, I have not learned enough yet, Lord, please let it stop. And I beg God, please, I understand now. That's why I say, you don't want God to work on you. Because when God does it, God whoops you good, amen? amen. God gives you one of those good old country with the switch. And, and, and you know what's worse? You remember when mama said, go get your switch? Oh, and the worst kind of whipping? And, and you get something real light and say, uh-uh. And she gonna get that, she gonna get that switch. She gonna get almost a brand. She gonna get that. You try to find a little skinniest thing. He said, uh huh. And that's what God does. God said, I'm gonna give me a branch. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear you out till you learn to humble yourselves. So you want God to show you your faults, to show you your heart, that you can work on you. Because if I don't know how to work on myself through fasting and prayer, Bible says this kind comes out only by what? Fasting and prayer, my unbelief. So I have to, I had to fast and I had to pray for deliverance. Because isn't it funny how when God brings us out of stuff, how we get judgmental? Who folk in the same kind of stuff? Ain't that crazy? 
We step around with a hundred people, and you judge somebody who step around with five people. That's what we do, don't we? So God has to get us out of a point where we stop judging and we start loving and saying, Lord, for by the grace of God, that could be me. That woman you saw on the street was homeless. It's only by the grace of God that it was not Sherry. It's only by God's grace for any of us that we are not where we're supposed to be. Some of us are supposed to be in jail. Somebody should be real. We're we, we, we supposed to be in jail. But God's grace. Some of us supposed to have AIDS and HIV. But God's grace. Am I, am I being real? Amen. Being real, real. Because it's only by somebody else you know has it. You did the same thing they did. But God's grace, hallelujah, God's grace Amen. kept you. God's grace, God said, you know what? I got a plan for you, so I'm going to keep you while you're acting crazy. Somebody Amen. say Amen. Amen. So God said, I had to test you. Because I want to I use you. I can't take you over to the promised land with that attitude. I can't give you the blessings with that attitude. Because if I gave you everything at one time, you can't handle it. That's why God does things little by little. That makes me mad with God sometimes. I want God to do things right away, don't we? I want God to just give me everything I want right now. I don't want, I don't want to wait. Can I show you something? Go to, go to Deuteronomy 7. I lost my Bible. Here it is. I got me pumped up this morning. This is Pastor Belinda Miner from Power of the Word Prophetic Church. I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for supporting the radio ministry. If you would like to drop by our Facebook page, it's Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Please contact us and reach out to us. We'll continue to keep you and your family lifted up. God bless you and we love you today. The FCB Radio Network.